morning, sports fans, betters, and cappers, and welcome to the, what day is it today? It's Monday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for listening here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results and headlines from the past couple of weeks before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, Happy Monday, everybody. We are excited today to bring you episode 200 of the Competitive Edge podcast. And so I've got a couple of guests joining me here today for the milestone episode. Now, I'm going to start out by bringing on a guy who's deeply supported the Competitive Edge podcast, not only through himself, but through the network that he is the president of. He is the host of the Off the Ball podcast as well. He is Chris LeBron. Chris, how are we doing today? Hey, bro, congrats on 200 episodes, first of all. That's a massive milestone. Not a lot of people get past one episode, let alone 200. So big congrats, and uh, it's been fun seeing the the growth since, you know, a couple years back when we first, you know, uh, got together and started doing this whole podcasting stuff. So uh, congrats on 200, brother. (laughs) And I am also joined today by another regular on the show, a guy who – he pumped his fist in the air a couple weeks ago when the number one pick was announced in the NBA draft. He's a diehard Spurs fan, but most importantly, he's a betting D-gen, which means he fits in perfectly on this show, and that is Walker Bailey. Walker, how are we doing today, buddy? I'd be better. I won't go into the Rangers stuff today, but yeah, <laughs> I, we're trying. We're getting better. Oh, we feel, we feel so bad for you. Yeah, um, you should. It's first really bad. place, we get Victor last two weeks ago, so yeah, we'll be all right. Yeah. You make it sound new when you make it sound like that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it's almost like you're spoiled or something, and we're just pointing that out. So really excited for today's episode. Uh, before we do dive into today's episode, though, we got to do our quick ad. Before we get started with today's episode, are you looking to make some wagers? Then head over to Bet99.com. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24 7 with their live chat option so go to bet99.com today to make an account use code shooters at sign up and please gamble responsibly you must be 19 plus years of age to do so and if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you contact connex ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge now let's get back to the show Alrighty, so ad read is done. Now let's start out today's episode by talking about what's been probably the talk of the sports world over the last couple of days, and that is NBA free agency. Uh, a lot of big moves, a lot of moves that still haven't happened yet. Uh, our teams probably didn't have the most lively of a free agencies to say the least. And we're going to start out by talking about the guy whose team uh, traded Obi Toppin. To the team that uh, has the player that they should have drafted a couple years ago and signed to a massive extension. And then they added Dante DiVincenzo for four years, 50 million. They are now the 
is it the Villanova Knicks, the New York Wildcats? Like, what what are we going with here moving forward? Yeah, but the Villa next is going to be Randy Foyer and uh, and Kyle Lowry and Ryan Gomes. Oh, no, Ryan Gomes went to did, did Ryan Gomes go to Villanova? Or he went to prep? I went you to can get like there's plenty you of options out there. You can get Archie we had him and we cut we cut him when then the camera <laughs> straight. So we're just gonna be all Villanova boys, I guess. That's that's how we that's how we that's how we uh, manage our team. We just get friends. Everybody's friends come on the team. I mean, you looked puzzled, and I and I think a lot of NBA fans are a little bit puzzled with where the Knicks are going with this thing. So we've seen some other teams in the East kind of either re-up or add some pieces i mean you look at the team that you even knocked out in the first round they've gone out and made some moves and tried to have a bit of a better bench for next year because they knew that that was a an issue that they had so chris what's the direction of the new york knicks that's a good question i i truly don't know what the direction is you know we, we second straight year we uh don't have a first round pick uh last year we traded it for cap space to get for, uh, to get uh Jalen Brunson, and then this year we just didn't have a pick at all, and we traded Toppin to essentially make moves to get Deep Vincenzo. I mean, he's a solid pickup. It's not, you know, I, I don't think he's going to move the needle for us. Uh, I I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know if they're waiting in the weeds to make a massive trade, you know, to get someone. I I, I don't know who that is to be honest. So uh, I really don't know. Um, so just a lot of uncertainty, a little bit, you know. Uh, at the moment, you know, I still think they're going to be – I still think they're a playoff team and all that, but I don't think they made enough moves so far to take that next step, you know, to get to the conference finals, if that's what their vision is and all that. So, you know, it's always one another the next year with this team. It's always, oh, well, you know, and like I, we talked before, like I, Woj said, Yo, you know, and guys are like, yeah, the Knicks are primed in prime position to get someone. And then it's, well – Next year, they're in prime position. It's like, oh, really? I've heard this one before. Where uh, this is going on? What year thirteen of that? Twenty ten. We heard it's like, no, next year. And it's just like, all right, I'm so tired of it. And you know how I am. I'm big on the draft, so that bothers me more that they don't draft and they they just traded away a pick that to the to a team like you just mentioned to uh, Halliburton, who I feel like we should have taken in the first place that year. You know, um, so. I don't know. I'm very conflicted how I'm supposed to feel. I think I'm more mad about the summer league team being kind of maybe the worst summer league team in, in the NBA and I'm just really being really bad at drafting, you know. So uh I don't know. I'm just conflicted. I they'll be solid, but Steven Chenzel's solid move. Nothing that's gonna be crazy, you know. Uh he's definitely gonna help, but it's not, you know, it's not we're gonna go from being 44 wins or 46 wins to 56 win team, you know, or, or being a potential to be a finals team. So, uh, so, so Chris is conflicted. And I, I think that the Knicks have honestly just stayed put. Now a guy who doesn't mince words it is Walker Bailey. So maybe you could help enlighten Chris. What's happening with the Knicks this year? Where are they going? What's the direction? I don't know. I mean, it feels like they're exactly in the same spot that they were a year ago, to be honest. But like the problem is, that other teams got better. So like, yeah, like they may theoretically be a playoff team, but they also are closer to the play and than they are to the top of the standings. Cause I mean, other teams got better and you were the five seed last year. So you're just kind of, they needed to get better and they didn't get better. So 
I like the DiVincenzo move though. Like, I mean, I thought I think he's a good player. He does some things for them that they didn't have last year. Like, he's going to make some shots, and the Knicks really kind of lacks like true just kind of catch and shoot shot makers, which I think is why like Josh Hart probably endeared himself to a lot of those fans, is because when he like got catch and shoot opportunities, it wasn't like a twenty five percent, thirty percent shooter. Um, so they finally got Derrick Rose off the payroll. That's always a win. Um, he basically traded his money for DiVincenzo's money. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know. They, they could have done more, but also you have to applaud them for not just, like, go doing a bunch of stuff just to do it, just to yeah. attempt to move the needle. Like, at least keeping your their affairs in order where they can do something. But the problem is when it comes to big trades with them, they're not one of the teams that, like, has more assets than everyone else. Like, if it gets into bidding wars, like, they're not really going to win very many of those bidding wars. Like, it's going to take someone, like, Forcing their way to come play for the Knicks. It's never happened. And like, I mean, Julius, <laughs> yeah, like Julius Randle can't even. I don't like, hear Dame Lillard saying, I want to be in New York. Like, you know what's crazy? Where everyone says, yo, the Knicks are just waiting for that superstar to say they want to be a Nick. And I'm like, when is that going to happen? And uh, also, who are these superstars? LeBron wanted to be even a kind of did it. And even Mitchell, who got it, even Mitchell, who kind of said that, like, the Knicks didn't play ball. They thought that gave them some kind of leverage. And then, like, the Cavs were like, now nah, we'll play ball. And the Jazz were like, all right, cool. And they, so they got Donovan Mitchell. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they, they're waiting on – it's weird. They're waiting on someone to say, hey, I want to be a Nick. And then they are waiting on the other team to basically just balk at that and just be like, okay, cool, we'll give them to you for, you know, pointing Grimes and a second-round pick. Like, like they're waiting on teams to balk. Like they don't want to play ball. Like they don't want to come and meet the price. Like, and that's also like Miami fans. Fans are struggling with the same thing because Dame's basically said, "I want to go to Miami," but like the only people like Miami doesn't have enough to get Damian Lillard. Yeah, like if Portland, because Portland has now said, "Like yeah, we get he wants to go there," but like we're not just gonna trade him there because he wants to go there. Like we're still trying yeah. to win. Like we have a franchise to run. So, well, and, and really, what, what can you get from Miami? You can get Hero, you can get Robinson, and then... And even still, well, like... You don't want Hero because of his contract, because this is going to be right. the first of his rookie extension. Well, and so they basically said that Hero is going to have to go to a third team, and, like, they're talking about the Spurs getting Hero, or the Rockets, or someone like that, and, like, none of that really... Like, no, why are those teams incentivized to take on that contract? Like, exactly, yeah. doesn't make any sense for them, like... You're going to have to – and Miami doesn't have really – Portland's going to want what first-round picks they have left and swaps they have left, which is not much, um, no. in order to trade Dame. So, like, if you can't entice a third and fourth team to get in and, like, give them assets, then, like, it's just think, hard to pull off. I think Philly – I think uh, Philly's going to come out of – come out of the – you know, come out of nowhere. They're going to RKO out of nowhere because <laughs> they have they have the piece. They have Maxi. Yeah, but they keep acting like. Did you see the quote today that I came out of the front office where they're like, "Yeah, like prime Michael Jordan, twenty-five-year-old LeBron, like that's all good. We're not trading Maxi for any of those guys." And it was like, oh my God. Like, "Yeah, all right." Yeah. If you have the opportunity and you have a small window to win now, hey, you could find then, like, you could find Max. Maxi's a good player. Yeah. I know. I think his his. How good he, he he's people think he's gonna be has kind of been a little bit overrated. Like you could let's be real, you could find Maxi's like it's you know, microwave scores yeah, like yeah. you could find guys like find that. guys that can average 
and then 19 like 19 to 22 points. And then like yeah, Ramona Shelburne find, find all the time. Like Ramona Shelburne and Zach Lowe and Wadge and all those guys keep trying to tie like Lillard to some of these younger teams. Like San Antonio is one that got like specifically tweeted about. Like, and it's just like you think this smart franchise who has a bunch of young players and assets is about to mortgage it all to pay Damian Lillard. Sixty million dollars yeah, in three years, like, the game, like, like that's you think that's the move? It's like no, like that's not the move. Like, um, and that's so the difficulty know. though of his contract at the time when he signed it was like Portland was all in on keeping him, but they kind of left themselves in a spot where now trying to get rid of him because you're trying to rebuild. Like these other stars aren't at Dame money yet; they haven't got to market to get sixty million. So when you're looking at Dame's contract, you're like. Oh boy, that's a lot of money to be paying a guy. And then in order to make it work money-wise, then you have to take on like a a gross contract like a Lowry or something from Miami in order to make it work. I know it's an expiring, but you have to make the money work somehow. And as much as the league may Dang. seem like it doesn't matter, then money you gotta wave him. Then you're gonna wave Lowry because you're not gonna play him if you're right. Like Dame's yeah. not twenty eight anymore. Like you're, you have to, you're trading for a pretty old player. Like who, like at any moment here, like these guards who rely on like those explosive step backs and stuff, that could Goes go. Away. Like yeah. any, like literally any day. Like it could go any moment. Um, but all of that tying back to the fact that like if that move actually or ends up playing out that way, then um, you know you could be looking at like the Knicks falling below Miami, who were the eight last year, like. Brooklyn's got enough dudes where like they can be scrappy and at least compete enough to where they can be like a fringy playoff team. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's just stuff, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, it, if you're, if you're it, Brooklyn, do you even entertain the Dame stuff? Or are you just like, you know what? We just went no. through this. Crap. We, we've gone through an absolute carousel of bringing yeah. in old guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, Why? If I'm Brooklyn, I don't even, like I had Pete on the show. Um, and we were talking about that, and he kind of felt this. He said he he would go in on Dan. I'm like, I don't know. I just if I'm Brooklyn, we just went through this, and like we don't even control our own pick. I you I think Houston has their pick for this year, so like it's not like you like let's just go like let's just stay where we are and just, just actually just rebuild this thing. And not even like a rebuild, but like let's just be competitive. Let's see if Mikel where he is as a player is he a one. Or do we next year realize, okay, if, let's say we are good. Let's say they make the playoffs. All right, Mikel's not a one, but, hey, maybe if we can get this guy, maybe, you know, I think I would wait it out, see how this – because what if you're really bad this year? Yeah. Just like, all right, maybe we could trade Mikel, actually, and try to get, you know, in the lottery or something since we don't have our pick. You know, I think – I don't found Brooklyn. I don't even entertain it, to be honest. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a storyline to keep an eye on for the coming weeks because I do think that it will be in the coming weeks that we'll see him finally get dealt. Now, we've already kind of touched on Walker's Spurs team. It was basically Wemby, which, you know, <laughs> that that in itself is a win for the summer. Congrats, yeah, another, another, congrats on Wemby. Getting the number one pick. And, <laughs> and then you re-sign yeah, Trey Jones for 10 mil a year Every for a couple of years. The pick, a generational center is uh, somehow on you know in that draft this happens every time yeah so so walker's content with where he's at now i'm a laker fan it was a it was actually a pretty lively last couple days as far as money getting thrown around and and some pieces being kept long term 
Um, D'Angelo Russell got two years, 27. Added Gabe Vincent for three years, 33, which I actually think that's a pretty solid contract for what you get from him. You kept Rui three years, 51. You added Torian Prince and Jackson Hayes off the bench. But I look at all these moves, and at the end of the day, I think that at best this would have won the Lakers one more game against the Nuggets, and I still don't think that they're an actual contender in the West. Maybe that's me being a cynic, but what do you guys think of what the Lakers did? Walker, I'll start with you. Yeah, but the Nuggets got worse. I mean, the Nuggets yeah. got worse because Bruce is gone, you know, and there's stuff there where they got – like, and I think the Lakers – Maybe I'm a little bit higher on their free agency than you are. Like, I think they've had probably the best free agency in the league um, to this point. And I'm not a Lakers guy like uh, at all. But um, I, I think they've had the best free agency in the league. And then Denver's gotten a little bit worse. So, like, you know, and you know Phoenix is probably a gas can. So, like, I mean, it does in a way put you closer to contention. Like, right now they'd be, like, if you had me looking at the board, the last I saw the Lakers were 15-1 to 1 to, win the, to win the title. Like, the only thing that worries me with the Lakers is they didn't really solve the size issue, and, like, that was something that they really kind of needed to figure out. They needed some more big bodies. And, like, Jackson Hayes can rim run and do some stuff, but he's not a big body, like, per se. Like, that's not, like, a true five. Um, But the good news is they've still got time to solve that problem if they want to. Um, So, and that's also something they can fix at the deadline, potentially. Um, I think that, you know, with a little bit more size, that team becomes really, really problematic. They've got some guys that are going to knock down some shots. I don't know that heat culture carries over to the Lakers. So Gabe Vincent will probably be back to like 31% from three in the playoffs. Um, but You had to take that opportunity to take a heat shot. And I appreciate that in the worst way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I mean, though it brings, a, it gives them a lot of options. Vincent will give them the ability to in the playoffs where if a play like, if a point guard is bad, they don't just have to like, all right, you know, scrap it. Like we've got to put LeBron at point. Like Vincent yeah. gives them a pretty steady, a steady yeah. option there in the postseason. Um, I will say I did like the the Reeves contract that they. I got. was just fixing to say that was probably one of the better deals in the whole thing, and I get why teams didn't offer sheet him because they didn't want to tie all their money up for like a week waiting on the Lakers to what match was it. Like a week or ten days, like it was like a week or ten days where you couldn't do anything and you had like. And really, there were only two teams that could do it. And, like, you know, it was Houston and San Antonio. And for those teams, like, that didn't really just make a bunch of sense, I didn't feel like. So, you know, I thought they got really good value on Reeves the next four years. Um, Yeah, I mean, they had a really good offseason. Like, I I think they're probably, like, in that, you know, unanimous top four in the West uh, and – could really fall anywhere in that top four. Like they could be one, they could be four. Um, it could be anywhere in between. I guess I, I'm probably more so a cynic, not about the moves as much as I just, I'm wondering when LeBron falls off a cliff. And and I think, I think that he was good in the playoffs. And I mean, like he clearly ran out of gas in that Denver series because he just, he was trying to do everything. And then when he passed it over to his co-star, then, it didn't really happen. So that's probably more so why I'm a cynic about it is that I just don't know if they're contenders if LeBron's not still playing at that level. And I don't know if he's going to another year older. But Chris, what do you think of the moves? I like it. Yeah. I like what they did. It's it's uh, the opposite of the last few off seasons, but I, I like what they did a lot. I think this makes them uh, – 
the favorites in the West. I really? Think that, I think Denver got worse, and I think that Denver got worse. Losing Bruce Brown's huge and all that. You know, now you're 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 expecting Christian Braun to fill in that spot, and he was good in moments last year, but he's not the he's not Bruce Brown though. So that that's a tough that's tough. Uh, they brought back Reggie Jackson, but he didn't even play for them last year. So like I don't know what the expectation is. I know they got him on a cheap deal, but he didn't play last year and all that. And you know they brought back they lose Jeff Green, which is huge because he actually played gave them good minutes. You know, um, so you know, I, and they did a lot of stuff during the draft, moving around and all that, and got some players. I know they got Julian Strother from Gonzaga and all that. Um, but he, you know, it's going to take him a few years to develop and all that. But I think the Lakers are in a good position. I, you know, um, you know, I mean, the conference uh, definitely is. It's the inferior conference still. Like as much as Denver won the title, like you look at how good the East got, or at least some of the teams maintained. Then I would say for sure the the West is a lot yeah. more wide open in that regard. I think uh, I think the Lakers are. I think it's in the script too. It's the script. The script is. LeBron's going off in in his last season in the NBA as a world champion. That's how the script that's what that's what the script's gonna be this year. It's gonna be for the Lakers to win the whole thing. And, and hey, well, if you two are that high, then I'm probably gonna go bet Lakers at fifteen to one after this, just because I mean I'm going to, I think. I think that's my favorite NBA spot right now. Because also the thing with Denver is you have to factor in the fact uh on top of the fact that the roster's worse, that they did play all the way into June. And like they've never done that before, and those teams tend to struggle uh, early in the season. Junior still sucks, so I know. Well, and like those teams tend to struggle with their legs early in the season. Like I think Denver, like, like there's a real chance Denver only wins forty nine games next year, or something like that. And so if that's and they the were case, and they had no injuries either. Like, the Lake- and they didn't. They you know, right, you know yeah. how it works. Like the NBA, like the healthiest team wins and. They were the healthiest. They didn't they had no injuries last year in the playoffs. So, is that? Yeah, so I think always, with the Lakers, you know, they went through that too, right? I think. And, and so that's another factor yeah. too. Like they, I think with the Lakers, that you're just kind of like you hope that they have a plan for LeBron, to where they they can just to cross sport reference. It's almost like Degrom in a way. Like you just kind of like, and obviously the Rangers failed because they're incompetent, but. um it's like keep it's like just keep LeBron health like have LeBron or he's they added a bunch of wings though. They added Cam Reddish too on a cheap deal too, two for four. So yeah. You know. no, that's what I'm saying. But like you go and it's like, hey, like let's just make sure LeBron is healthy when we have to play game one of the first round series. Like if he has yeah. to sit December in Minnesota, like we'll probably beat those the hapless Timberwolves without him. Like yeah, I, that that's exactly why I feel like they got guys like Cameras, broke back Rui, Ar, all those like, a bunch of yeah. wings. Yeah. Just like about hey, yeah. we gotta we gotta preserve LeBron for you know the summer, you know for yeah. that because that's the only thing that really matters anyway. So preserve him and all that. Like I feel like they got they they got a real good deal in Cam Reddish. Like I know he's been kind of up. Oh, and is down he finally before. take off this year? If he doesn't, then he's gonna be he's gonna be in the NBL or, or in China next year because this is it. This is yeah. it. No more excuses. Like everybody makes excuses for Cam Reddish, and it's like, um, when are you just gonna look at look in the mirror and be like, it's, it it might just be him. He just might be the that we see this all the time with, it, with guys like him, right? That are just up and down. Like they'll show flashes, and then like they'll show like, oh wow, that's why you're not playing. Like he's just one of those guys, and like 
you know, they play themselves off the floor and onto the floor just based yeah, on. Yeah, you also may see the Lakers bring back some of those guys that were on the roster last year that maybe got into free agency and thought there was going to be a market for them, like mm-hmm. a Lonnie Walker, where there was no market where you could get him back on a minimum because he has no back, right? I think he's back on a yeah. one year deal. Maybe so, but like you can like guys like that where you fill out that back into that roster where like where the Lakers I feel like the Lakers roster, you're not really gonna carry those one or two deadweight players like a lot of people carry. Like you're not gonna carry the corpse of Udonis Haslam, like um or something. Well like well that. they they made good moves by like not bringing back Schroeder because you added Vincent and you saved money there because then the Raptors threw like two years twenty six, I think, for Schroeder. So I, I think that at least at the very, the very least that's okay. But yeah, they're gonna be they're, they're gonna, gonna really uh, hurt Shafino too. So like, not that he might he may not be a different he might not be, make a factor, but that's like some youth that maybe Lewis. down the line. He he's a nice guy to just have so you can wrestle LeBron. Like yeah, yeah. Well, and then like and then Max Lewis again, like another kind of wing type. Guy. And then yeah, uh, yeah, like uh, they have um. Uh, who's the dude they drafted from Oregon last year? Uh, Max Christie. Max Christie. They drafted last yeah, yeah. year. So he's a shooter. That's someone that as long as long as the days of watching Matt Ryan, the basketball player, are behind me as a Laker fan, that then maybe yeah, it's those will be gone. I think if you bet the Lakers fifteen to one, you just have to understand that like you can't really get upset about regular season games. Like you just kind of no, have to swallow it and be like, all right, like this bet really doesn't even start until. This I bet think, doesn't even I really start Lakers, until April. Or like. Yeah, I think the Lakers are one of those teams where, like last year, where it doesn't really matter what seed they are. I think. Yeah. As long no, as they and in, like you look up, around. and like you look up, and it's like as long as they're not in the play, and then you're then you're okay with whatever happens. Like, exactly. Yeah, be play. a top six seed. Yeah, just be a top six seed yeah. in your straight. Yeah, and so, and they definitely are that right now. Um, so you know it's different. Where like if you bet someone else, you would want to see some like if you, if I were betting, and I'm not betting them. Um, but like if you were betting Memphis, you would want to see some like regular season stuff. Like you yeah. would want to see some stuff that made you I feel like you were watching. I don't trust them at all right now. Like it's gonna be hard. No, to trust I don't really trust the people in that front office right now either. I I was with them for a minute, and then two years and ago, now, yeah. last year and a half. No, not as much. There's a well, lot of the there's the a lot of going the Rockets just hired Chris Wallace, who was their director of scouting. So, like, all the guys who's been, the guy who's been doing all their draft stuff and hitting on all these guys is now no longer there. So, like, uh, and, they, and they missed two years ago when they took um, what's his face uh, from Stanford in the top. Zaire, five. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a mess. Although I'll say this: them not going and signing wings to me feels like they're doubling down on Zaire and David Rowdy, and that's a that's a choice. Yeah, Zaire, he's not good. <laughs> I know, but like then you're doubling down on Roddy, like, and I'm not, like, an undersized win. I mean, I, I like his, I like his game, you know, um, but that that's a lot to ask for an undersized uh, guy like him. Chunky, like a chunky wing, chunky like, boy. He's like, he's a, like, yeah, he's a thicker like guy, Jared like Jared Sullinger type, like that type of body uh, frame. Yeah, Just ain't no good, ain't no good. And yeah, then yeah. also didn't really do enough in the point guard room to make you feel like they're going to be okay for the first they're 25 years. Too, like, I know, like, like they, they, signed Derek, they, signed, uh, they signed Derek Rose. He's and cooked. Right. And, but, like, they, but like we all know, they signed Derek Rose to come in and just, like. Exactly. I understand that. But if, yeah. if, you're, if you're going into the season, knowing Jaws out 25 games and your point guard, your starting point guard right now is Derek. Rose, I think, right? 
that's well either that or what they'll do is they'll start canard at the two and then find a way to start smart and bane and like you don't really want to do that either oh, I forgot about smart uh but that's that's yeah. something <laughs> That's it's still not bad. that's still not ideal, but like getting by so for you know, three, yeah. getting they, by they, for three. They better hope that they're sitting at five hundred or at least a little bit under five hundred by the time Jaw goes back. It's really gonna boil down. It's really gonna boil down to how to how they shoot it those first few weeks. To be honest, because like you're gonna have to just shoot the lights out and ho- and just outscore people and just hope it goes well. I'm like, shooting. I don't know, but like also <laughs> well, they've we know, we got, we know one shooter is gonna be out twenty five games, but. You know, well, but smart, but smart, streaky, smart is streaky. If you start Canard, Canard's up and down either because Canard's minutes are like he's he's hot and cold too. As far as he plays twenty five, then he plays eight. Yeah, and then like and then Bane can shoot. Jaren's streaky, so like you've got a bunch of streaky shooters, and you need all of them to run hot for like for a few weeks. And they're (laughs) and they're supposed and they're running. They they like to run up and down, and you can't do that. Uh, So you don't. I'll say this though: you don't have a half court team. Whenever Jaws out, they do tend to run hot. Like they tend to figure some stuff out and find a way. Yeah, like, and I, know, now. I know, but and like, but I think almost like I feel like we're being a little naive if we think it's all Tyus as to why they stayed. No, no, play. no. But like he was the, the reason why they gave him a nice contract because what he does, you know, to just you know keep everything afloat. When Jaws yeah. but now but they, weren't, a five, but they weren't even like, but they weren't a 500 team when Tyus was in there. They basically were just the same team as they were with Jaw. Like, and mm-hmm. so, like from a regular season standpoint, so, I, mean, season, I, think, yeah. I think they can still play, and a lot of this will depend on the schedule release. Now, this is where I think Silver's low key going to get them. He's going to he's going to stack that first 25 games. Lakers, he's gonna, like, Lakers, yeah, they're playing Nuggets. the Lakers on opening night. They're playing yeah. the Warriors like two or three times, like. They're getting that. They're getting that. Uh, that road road. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't think about the schedule, but like the schedule is important to who they play. Yeah, that's yeah. and this, they're, they're, they're certainly not rolling out getting a lot of OKC Rockets. Not even, they're, they're not getting the Rockets and the Pistons to start off the season. You know, they're they're going to be getting. Uh, they're going to be getting a nice little. The first ten games might be on the road. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> while we're on while we're on schedule, do, uh, do the Spurs play opening night? Is he that big of a pull, or do they just yeah. like try to? It depends if they get if they put well, him. Well, actually, because yeah, I guess the opening night's what only two games. Usually, yeah. yeah. So it's you probably a, um, you probably um, get a Denver Lakers as the yeah, late I was one. Say it'll be a Lakers. It's an, East, an East Coast game. The, Boston, you know, Milwaukee, or Boston. Boston Denver's gonna play opening night Miami. for the champions. Yeah, so they'll it'll play Boston, Boston, Miami, and Boston probably, especially yeah. if they get game. They'll they might do the rematches. You know, just do Denver versus Miami opening yeah. night. And then that kind it's of frees up the second night for like a Wemby. Yeah, I was yeah, about to say, I figured, school, you know, I was going to say, I figured they didn't want to, I was, I figured they didn't want to like have Wemby open on like Valley Spurs Sports Knicks, against the Spurs Knicks open the season. Wemby in Denver for opening night, just throwing under the wall. Spurs Knicks would be an, a, a, you know, have him at the garden opening night. That's, that's a marquee. That's massive. Maybe. I don't that's know. Me. They well, don't no, get, they they never the, get the rumors of Wemby to the Knicks can't start until at least 2026. So we'll get his brother. Well, we uh, we love brothers, we love the yeah, brothers. Of the we, great um, <laughs> I think like last year we opened with like Orlando at home, like, like, <laughs> we didn't have one last year. yeah, that's true, that's true. 
I, um, I think we're going to get a marquee game against a, a big market. It would actually be funny, though, if they did end up giving them Orlando again, but it would only be because then it would be pa- deemed as Paolo versus Wemby, like back well, to back. Yeah, yeah, if you want to start some, you know, a little. But I think that they'll go bigger than that for opening night. But that kind of wraps up where we're at on the NBA. We still have a lot to happen in the coming weeks, but uh, safe to say the Knicks didn't do a lot. Uh, the Spurs got Wemby, and I'm just a pessimist about the Lakers. So let's move over now. Let's chat about the NFL division lines. We're going to take an early look at where some of these are at because I was looking at these yesterday, and I thought that there's some really odd ones, but also somewhere I think that the divisions are absolute toss-ups. So we'll start out in the AFC. Well, actually, let's go to the one that I think is probably the safest one. It's actually Walker's team's division. You've got the Jags at minus 165, then you got Titans plus 420, Colts plus 540, and then Texans plus 800. Is there a scenario where the Jags don't win this division? I mean, scenario, yes, but I mean, I would, I think that it's probably likely that they're going to win it. I mean, I think the scenario is that like some people for like the Jags get hurt. Either that it would have or, to be they lose Lawrence, right? That, that, yeah. or they're just, or that, or they just don't grow up and they have trouble with the first yeah. place schedule. And like the Titans do have like unbiased wise, they do have kind of a higher floor just because Rabel and Tannehill present some stability and Henry. Yeah. Um, but like if the Titans go to Levis, then the division's over because it's like, all right, well now you're starting three rookie quarterbacks and they've got Lawrence. Like then it's just wraps right off the jump. I think the reason that you don't see the Jags laying even a, an even heavier figure is because nobody knows what the Titans are doing. And, like, the Titans are technically still in on DeAndre Hopkins right now, like, technically. So, like, nobody yeah. really has any idea what the Titans are doing. And so I don't think, think the Titans have any idea what the Titans are doing. Like, um, again, incompetent franchise. But um, I do think that yeah, if, I think if you're going to bet the Jags, I don't know if you'll get a better number than where it's at. Not a nice number. No, you won't. You won't. Not unless they. Not unless they get like. Not unless they jump out and start like zero and two. And like, I don't know. I don't know exactly what they're. I don't have their schedule in front of me, so I don't know. But like, um, I mean, they would have to start pretty poor out of the out of the gate to get a better number. But even then, like, if you if you're trying to bet it, then you're not really like wanting to bank on the Jags doing something silly. I mean, they open well, that's preseason. No, like they open well. I mean, they open with the Colts on the road and then the Chiefs. So, like, and road games yeah. in the NFL are always tough. And then Kansas City obviously is tough. So, like, I mean, yeah, if you got that 0 2 start, you'd probably, but then again, I'm talking myself in circles, but like, because like you're also relying on someone else in the AFC South to start well, yeah, to like diminish the value on the Jags. And I just don't. I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I know the Titans open on the road with the Saints. Like, they're not winning that game. I mean – Well, I mean, no half shot. the Colts team got suspended for gambling. So, I mean, they're kind of in a – Yeah, a, and a that's the spot. one, too, where, like, they were kind of your wild card if you wanted to throw a dart just because, like, who know, who really knows what Richardson's going to look like. And if Richardson kind of comes in and is, like, really, really good from the jump, then there's enough there with the Colts where they could be interesting. But, I mean, they're still – I mean that's a long shot. Like this, this is a Jags. This is a Jags division. And I think it's a Jags win total too. Like it's scaled all the way up. I think it was set at like nine and a half. Um, I think they're telling you that they're going to go like ten and seven or eleven and six and win the division yeah. by a couple games. Yeah, I definitely lean the over there as well with the Jags, Chris. I think we're in agreement that this is Jags to 
Jake's to lose. Yeah, they need something catastrophic to happen to like Lawrence or all yeah. that, like him getting, you know. And honestly, and I honestly think if you polled all the teams in the division as to like who do you want to win the division, all four would vote for the Jags because they all have like other plans. Like I think they're all like, please stay healthy, Trevor. Trevor, you can have it this year, man. Like we're not, yeah, we're not yeah, going after. Yeah, it. and that's just a just go ahead. You got it. Man. Yeah, like the Titans, they're, they're trying to figure out if any of their young guy quarterbacks may step up. And oh, be- I will be betting. I will be legitimately betting the Titans to have the worst record in the NFL. <laughs> it's not. That's they not, might have a fire sale. They might have a fire sale. It's not yeah. unfathomable. It is not even far. No, from- no, honestly, I would, I would kind of put them in that category of where I had the Bears last year, where it had the worst team. record in the NFL. Yeah, but but it was they weren't the the best odds. They were like sixth or seventh or something. But yeah, they're that bad. Just, no, there's got to be worse teams than them. Well, I'm saying like last year, I mean, the Bears were there and I was like, well, I just figured Tampa Bay is pretty shitty. Yeah, but Baker. But they're also in a horrible division. Like, yeah, the Titans are too. But if you're starting a rookie quarterback, like at least the Bucks, like it's like, all right, well, we're going to run into Atlanta. Who start- Tampa Bay sucks. Yeah. But I mean, Tampa Bay at least has enough weapons on offense. They still have like Evans, Godwin. They don't have a quarterback though. <laughs> Baker, Baker, or Trask, you know. Baker, Baker at least gives you enough to where you. They're all in on uh, on what's his face from USA, probably. Caleb Williams, yeah. Caleb, yeah, they're all in. Okay, on so them and everybody if, else. If we're talking next highest odds to win their division, it's the defending champs. The Chiefs are minus 165 right now as well. Chargers are plus 340. Broncos are plus 540. Raiders are plus 1,200. Is this like just in Mahomes we trust, or is is there a, a situation where someone else the wins? Chargers the are the ultimate tease. Yeah. You know everybody's going to be like, it's going to be this is it. I'm going to – because of what, they're plus 340, something like that? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know I'm people gonna are going to throw it. money on that. I'm gonna hate it, but I'm probably gonna bet the Broncos over win total. Like, yeah, I would. Too. I kind of think I kind of think Peyton comes in and like Russ probably figures some stuff out this offseason where he's not like just so pathetic that like that you know, was weird. Like, I understand that the that Nathaniel Hackett was a, an absolute atrocity. I, I know, but he was bad. Like, too, man. To be he that was bad, dudes. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, was bad. bad, Russell Wilson. So like, it's like. Hold up, maybe like do you just turn it like that around? Like he was all time bad last year. Do you just become Russell Wilson of Seattle again? Or is this something that like, hey, maybe he just what is not as good as we thought? Maybe it was just the like the system. I mean, I mean what, what was Denver last year? How many wins did they end up with? Five, six? Four? It five, was more right? than that because they didn't pick that high. Um, they didn't have a pick. They lost their pick to Seattle. I know, but they couldn't put their pick. Their pick was still like five or six. They probably had six wins. And, five, and I would guess that their total is like four. what? Is their total eight and a half? Uh, I don't know. I'll go look. But they're five. I've, I've looked at it already, but I think it's nine and a half actually. Oh. Uh, uh, it's five. The, they went five and 12 last year. No, it's eight and a half. It's eight and a half minus 110 um each way but they went five they went five and 12 last year you know the raiders are going to be drastically worse like i feel okay counting those two wins and you get to play a last place schedule so like i think that getting like a worse division and then also getting you know i think they get a little bit better at least and at least from a coaching standpoint they definitely 
you know, are better than I they think were it, last if you year. Trust, if you trust Sean Payton to get them, you know, uh, to, to, to make them improve drastically, then I guess you could buy that number. But, like, their running wow. game uh, – Williams is coming off an ACL. Their offensive line is shaky. Their receiving core, we don't even know if they're going to keep them. You know, they're all in trade – Sutton and, and Judy are always in trade rumors. Yeah. You know, uh, the defense is – was solid, but you know, if you're buying Sean Payton to be a you know what he did in the Saints, but that also doesn't mean just because he did it with the Saints doesn't mean he's gonna do it with Denver. You know, we we kind of just assuming that's gonna happen. It's like, and also is Russell Wilson digressing? Is he? I mean, he really on the decline. I get that. I get all that. I get all that. But I think that like when you look at it, when you look at what you're dealing with, the AFC, the middle, the middle of the AFC that was so predominant last year is now all pretty much bad. Like, a lot of those teams basically sold off because they knew they were mediocre, whereas Denver didn't. Like, they're still pretty mediocre. So I think that, like, you get a weaker AFC, a weaker bottom half of the AFC where you're going to be favored in a lot more of those games. Mm-hmm. And then you also get a weaker division because of the same thing. And then, like, also you get a massive coaching upgrade. And, like, Russell Wilson didn't just forget how to quarterback overnight. Like, I'm not really sure. Like, I'm not really sure he's good anymore, but I'm also not sure that he's as bad as we saw last year. Um, and y'all know how I feel about running backs. Like, you know, Williams off an ACL, that's fine. Like, he'll probably still be just about like every other running back. So, um, he'll be dependent on whatever the offensive line and quarterback do. Um, yeah. so I think, I think that's a lot of what you're looking at with that. Um, I'd feel a bit better about betting the Chargers if they didn't run it back with the same head coach <laughs> because I thought that he, he was a guy that was kind of on the hot seat last year as well. And I was, and you know, it sucks, man. I was a Staley guy because I'm an analytics guy and I love going for it on fourth down. My college team does it. I like the fact that Staley did it in the NFL, but like a lot of his, like he was either like, he wasn't all the way bought in on it. Like he either not be bought in on it and then like punt it in stupid situations. Like he had one foot in each pool. Like, and you have to like, if you're going to build your identity around that, like you either have to be all in or all out, like do one or the other. And like, you just would look up and it would be fourth and two at the, you know, whoever they were playing against. It'd be like the 45 and you'd be like, well, is he about to kick like a 62 yard field goal or is he going to go for it? Or is he going to take a delay a game and punt it? Like you really never knew. And I think that he's got to get more consistent. And I think some of that last year was that he didn't trust their defense um, at all. And the first year he did. And that's why he went for it so much, but I don't know. I, I think he'll be better this year. I just think, you know, maybe I'm the low man on Herbert. Like, I think he's really cool and does a lot of really cool throws. But, like, it seems like he doesn't, like, just go and win them a ton of big games. And, like, that's kind of the thing that quarterbacks get remembered for. And he really doesn't do that very often. And it used to be, well, young quarterbacks take some time or whatever. But, like, in this league, that's not necessarily true anymore. Like, He's Anthony I mean, Davis. He yeah. is a lot of ways, yeah. Like, and I, think, I, I think what drives me nuts is that the media has essentially given him a pass every single year for a different reason. Like even last year it was, well, the defense was like all time hurt last year. It's like, yeah, but there was still some games there where like it was right I mean, there for the young like quarterback to win. Nothing it. lead in a playoff game. Like, yeah, like, I mean, with, and, with, but, but he gets a complete and total pass for that. And it's, it's crazy. Because, like, really all you're asking of a quarterback at that point is, like, in the second half, like, all he has to do is lead one scoring drive. Literally just one. 
Get a couple first downs. Waste. The clock is your friend when you're up 27. When you're up 27. You lost an Eckler in the backfield. Like you also, the OC change should help them, though. I think they changed OCs, if I remember right, and that should help them where maybe they'll get some yeah. fresh brain in there. Like, oh, well, I think they hired Kellen Moore, didn't they not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kellen Moore's there. Yeah. That should help them some. Um, well, if you want Kellen Moore to win you very important football games, then I don't know if he's going to be that guy. But sorry, that's just yeah. a pessimistic Dallas fan. That's true, true. But we're going to find out this year whether or not it was a Kellen Moore thing or whether or not it was a Dak Prescott thing. I think we do set the watch for that this year because you know there's been basically sets of fans who believe either side of that argument and we're going to find out so okay let's round out the afc let's chat about the east and the north so you've got bills are plus 125 jets are plus 250 dolphins plus 300 and pats plus 800 and then in the north you've got cincy plus 115 baltimore plus 250 the browns plus 350 and the Steelers plus 650. So these are much tighter divisions. I don't know why the Patriots are all, are plus 800. Like to that's me, they, wild. I, I, I think that's giving just they actually, Bel- Belichick a ton of- they actually have like real coaches this year too. So yeah. So is this Buffalo's yeah, and Cincy? Really repeat that. I missed that. They got coaches this year. I know. No, the team. I missed the team. Oh, oh the Patriots. Patriots. Oh, yeah. Now they're only. How they're plus eight hundred and not a far more distant. Yeah, that's not a while plus eight hundred. Yeah, but apparently having faith in Mac Jones. So, is it Buffalo's and Cincy's to win? Is there a team in there that you think can win in that division over either of those two teams? And if so, who is it? Walker, I'll start with you. Yeah, I like Miami. I kind of like okay. Miami. If, if Tua, if the corpse, like if Tua is not a corpse, then like I, I do think that they've yeah. got a shot here. Like, um. You know, it's going to be year two of McDaniel where they'll probably have some other stuff figured out. If Tua's – like, they were pretty good last year when Tua was going. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not really all the way bought in on the Jets thing. That kind of just feels weird. Like, that doesn't feel very right. Yes. Um, and I think the Bills are really good, but I just think – I do think you're getting a little bit of value on Miami here because Miami really did go blow for blow with Buffalo down until down the stretch where they lost, like – you know, like eight or nine in a row, which I mean, that's not like that's not in the uh, in, a, in the NFL. That's not very normal. Um, so I really do think maybe they start hot like they did last year, and you know, when they get to that backstretch, maybe they play five hundred ball instead of you know instead of zero for nine ball, and like they look up and they're like twelve and five instead of. They got to go back to quarterback too. They got Mike White from the Jets, so yeah, that'll work. I mean, you just had to have a body there though, like. They, I, they really should have made the trade that like the Titans made Mariota's last year, like where you go and get like a Tannehill type, like where you know he's probably good enough to start for some teams, but you know maybe they accept a backup role with a playoff team, knowing that Tua probably isn't going to play every game. Um, so I, they probably should have made a move like that, if even if it costs you a third or fourth round pick. Um, but they, uh, we'll see. I wouldn't want my season rolling with Mike White. That's the big thing is if you're betting the Dolphins, you're kind of betting on Tua to stay healthy. So that's going to be a big part of it. Chris, what about for you? I'm with them with, with the Dolphins. You're I like Dolphins. that. The Jets, the Jets thing just seems like it's it – feel, I know a lot of correlation between this and, and Favre when Favre got there, but it's crazy how similar it is. It's very similar. Uh, Walker's – no, yeah, sorry. The Rangers are about to mess around and win this game. <laughs> oh, really? They came back. It's ten to eight. 
It's 10 to 8, and they've got two runners in scoring position because the Astros got ran into the wall. <laughs> oh, God. This would be a yeah. thing. I like I like the Dolphins this year. Like I said, uh, Tua, obviously it's predicated on Tua's health and all that. Uh, but I, I like their coach a lot. I think they could do some fun stuff offensively. Defense is better. You know, that defensive line is going to be improved and all that. Second, they got Ramsey um, from the from the, Ram, from the Rams and all that. The Jets thing just – Salah and him, I don't know. I feel like they're going to butt heads. Salah yeah, I feel Salah. like they're both very set in their ways, and I don't yeah. know if that's going to work. And Salah, the Jets ended – didn't end the season well, and I feel like this is a make-or-break season for Salah. And if Rodgers is – let's say Rodgers balls out and they don't make the playoffs, kind of like what happened with Favre and all that, like I could see them being like, hey – we kind of need an offensive-minded coach that, that uh, and, and like a, an established coach, you know, um, yeah. that knows how to build, you know, build a team and, and all that. So I could see that happen. So the Jets thing, it seems like, and but I think Buffalo is going to be good, but it just obviously. Um, the, the one thing that concerns me about Buffalo is Allen did have a turnover problem last year, and in a tight division, like I think it's going to be in the East this year. Yeah. He regressed yeah. because Dayball losing Dayball was huge for them for him. Yeah. Like I just, I just worry that that they could be a twelve-win team, but he turns it over a couple times in bad spots. They end like ten and seven. They're still a dangerous team come playoff time, but then team sneaks by them in their eleven and five. And, and the Jets and the and the Jets, uh, the Jets and the uh, Dolphins played them really good. I mean, the Jets beat them at home last year. Yeah. Um, like I said, turnovers and all, and the offense just was very up and down and all that. And they still have the dig situation's kind of weird. And all that, like, we got to figure out that situation, you know, like, who's going to be that two? Like, I know they got Davis and all that, like Gabe Davis, but he's more like a three and all that. Um, the tight end position is always up and down. The run game is always, you know, so that there's some things, you know, um, Vaughn, you know, if Vaughn, his health, because he blew, he blew out his knee right last year. Yeah. So his health is, 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 uh, we got to figure out secondary and all that. So there's, they, they have some issues, but I think they are the best team in the division, but. I like the Dolphins. I think the Jets thing is, I don't know. They're they're still young. They're still a yeah. very like they're a lot of their core pieces are still very young. I know they're good, but they're still young and all that. And you know, you're you're incorporating, you know, Aaron Rodgers, who's gonna want to you know win now. No, so it's I don't know. It's a weird situation. So with the, I don't believe in Salah too. I don't think Salah is a I think he's a defensive coordinator. So. In the North, in the North, they like why I maybe I don't understand it and. Maybe because I don't understand it, I'm not going to bet it. But, like, why is the market just now, like, very, very sour on the Browns? Well, Watson's – because maybe they what they saw from Watson last year because he wasn't good. I know, but, like, they're four, they're four, plus 425 and the Steelers are plus 450. You're telling me those teams are similar? Yeah. I, I guess mean, it depends on the book because mine was plus 350, plus 650, so it was a bit more spread out and – Probably yeah. higher on the Browns. DraftKings has Browns plus four twenty five, and that's so what I was. That's I was looking at DraftKings. Wow. Huh. So that's why I was kind of like, you know, I mean, I don't know who's actually putting money on the Steelers to win that division. Yeah. No, I don't either. But like, and maybe it's just like really. We lost. Vegas telling you that neither one of them has a chance. It's like it's a two team race, but I think, and I'm the I'm I think it's the Browns have some upside though. I kind of like I'm weirdly. I know, like, they finally got, like, there's no more excuses for Lamar come postseason time because there are some legit receivers now. They've spent first-round picks back-to-back years on receivers, no, no and they signed Odell, and you still have both. And now you have two tight ends instead of one. 
Um, you know, Dobbins is going to be year two back off the ACL, so he'll hopefully look a little bit more explosive. Um, I mean, that Ronnie Stanley will be back full full time, like really, really healthy. Uh, I don't know, man. I think that they're – I already personally thought they were better than the Bengals last year because I'm a Bengals truther, but um, I don't know. I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens there for sure. I just – I do think they're – more talent. I think they're a little bit just but more. Do, you, but do we believe that Lamar takes that step, next step as a passer? We know we can do all. I think he's all. already there. I think he's already yeah. there in a way. I think they just kind of had a lot of weird stuff happen last year where, you know, I think he spent some time hurt and then they had some other guys hurt where, like, even when he did play, he wasn't just super, super protected. I think the defense for a Ravens team was like weirdly, weirdly down last year. So I'm hoping that a lot well, of the Dolphins game, they were just getting cooked. Yeah. I know, and that's why I'm hoping next year, like they, they bounce back off of a lot of that stuff and find out, figure some stuff out, and find ways to stop teams and you know block people, and Lamar will stay healthy. Because I think if they do, like I think it's a really dangerous team in the playoffs. I do worry that they're just a little bit capped, though, like they are what they are, and this is yeah. the ceiling for them. They're always going to be that. But the good news for that for us is in this scenario is that cap does involve them winning like 12 regular season games, and that's. At 220, like that's worth a look if you yeah. know they're going to win 11 or 12 games. Vegas seems pretty high too. I think Vegas had them like, I think Vegas had them like 10 and a half maybe over under. And so yeah. at 10 and a half, you're like, all right, like it really comes down to those head to head games with the Bengals and I'll take the Ravens. Yeah. I'd like them to split there at worst. Like I don't see the Bengals sweeping there. Well, they'll beat them. They'll beat them in, at MMT Bank, I think, for sure. I think they'll beat them in Baltimore. Not a lot of teams go into Baltimore and win. Yeah. That's the other thing, too, is they're they're so good at home that you don't really worry about a lot of teams coming in there and beat them, beating them. Like, if Kansas City rolls into Baltimore, like, yeah, like, Baltimore may struggle. But I think also it's like, okay, like, you know, the Titans roll in there on a Sunday at noon. It's like Titans aren't beating the Ravens all day. Um, and even like really like even some of these other divisional contenders who aren't like Super Bowl caliber teams, um, like you're just like they're not beating the Ravens in Baltimore. So I, I like the Ravens there. I, I like the Ravens a little bit in Super Bowl futures markets to where maybe you can at least get to the AFC championship game and then you can kind of figure out what you want to do with it, depending on who else gets there. Um, yeah, I think the Ravens this year, I'm kind of bought in a little bit. Okay, let's flip to the NFC. Um, anyone not taking the 49ers to win the West? Even with the uncertainty at QB? I mean, but who else is going to win it, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was going to be our next point was Seattle. Yeah, they, they, they have the easiest yeah, yeah, This yeah. hurts. The Purdy thing hurts the Niners in, like, yeah, it's, it's a so Super Bowl market and, like, a long-term, yeah. like, value market than it does the division market. Because, like, we've been reminded every year, you can win a division at, like, 9 and 8. Like, yeah. you know. And, and I think that even, like, I'm three. not saying the Niners. Yeah, I'm saying, like, I'm not saying they're only winning nine games. No. But I'm saying if they do, they probably still win the division. Yeah. Like, even – and Purdy's a pumpkin. Don't get me wrong. But, like – Arizona you know, has still, the worst odds in the NFL to win their division at plus 2,500. <laughs> ESPN yeah, I mean, just had them like the, have the worst roster in football, yeah. so it's gonna be a rough year for the, for uh, Mr. Call of Duty. Rams are plus eight forty. Yeah, you would need Stafford I mean, and Cup to come back just as good healthy, as they just were. But they, they don't have Ramsey. They, they got their title. I you, think you, you would basically have to have Donald's Defensive Player of the Year 
and then Stafford and Cup back to they might trade them. Yeah, they still might. Like that that's what I mean. Like that's the only way that they would even get to the territory yeah, of potentially. Well, the and they can't block. They can't yeah. block. They can't cover people in the secondary. Ramsey's gone. Like ah. I'm not. I'm not, I, I'm not gonna sprinkle it. on it. Like I get why the 840 is there. It's just, yeah. just because they I have Stafford. I, it could. It could because you never know, like the the quarterbacks. And you know, some the 49ers have dealt with injuries in the past, right? That's kind of been like their Achilles' heels, injuries and all that. And their quarterback situation is a little weird because we don't know who their quarterback is right now. Like they got Darnold, you know, Trey Lance. Like, like they took him with the top three pick, and now they're like, oh crap, we made a mistake. Should never took a guy this high, you know. That wasn't or that's a project, you know. Now Darnold's going to be the starting quarterback week one, and all that. So like, you know, they could they could have like a malfunction at the beginning of the year, and you know the Rams are just hell. I don't know. It could could I it, wouldn't, it, it, wouldn't they, yeah yeah. The they, they would have to get out to a poor start and yeah. then just not be able to recover late. Now, so 49ers to win there. NFC East. We've got two NFC East fans here. Eagles are minus 125, Dallas plus 190, Giants plus 860, and then Washington is plus 1,200. Is there value here, or is this the Eagles to lose? Because to me, the Eagles had such a great offseason, like I'm not even looking at it. I think it's the Eagles. I think think it's the Eagles. I I do think that they are kind of telling you right now that maybe the Giants are going to be like a fringy, like 9-8 and type scrappy team again this year, that they're not taking a step. I think that's what they're insinuating. I think it's pretty clear. They're they're because they're very much drawing a line in the sand and telling you this Giants team is not in the class of the other two teams in this division. Like they're telling you Dallas and Philly are very clearly better than the other two teams. Um, and so I think that that's I think that's interesting because like as a Giants fan, you would want to see like a plus 400 or something. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, and you know, it's crazy. I I, I kind of get why the number is, because if you just look at last year, right, we had a nice start, but we won a lot of close games, too. So yeah. that's that's kind of like it could have easily went the other way, and we're four and fifth, we're four and you know four and twelve, four and thirteen, or whatever. And it could have been that, could have went that. And we had we struggled towards the late in the season. And all yeah, we won a playoff game and all that. And like the we made some solid moves in the off season, but nothing that's like wow. Like and we still got the Saquon stuff. That's kind of we don't know. Like we did upgrade the receiver, but we still don't have someone that anyone's going to be threatened by in the receiving core. You know, uh, we Aaron did pick Waller. a Waller. I mean, but he's a tight end, though. Yeah, and yeah, he, I know. I'm just meaning like at least two years, you know, and he's uh, he's only 30. So, like, there could be, you know, the defense is, the defense is still, you know, and even though I like Wink and all that, you know, um, there's still some holes and all that. We got to see if, uh, if if Thibodeau takes that next step as a pass rusher because that's going to be key because if he takes um, that leap, then the defense is going to be, you know, we took a Banks from uh, – I think his name is Banks from, from – uh, from uh, Maryland in the draft, so we needed to upgrade it. But I could see why they have it as a number because I think we are, you know, I think that I, that doesn't really shock me that much that the number is there because I could see it could easily be like how it was in 2016 when we went to the playoffs and like we won a lot of close games. And the next year we were really, I don't think it would be as bad, but like I could see us being like a seven win team. It wouldn't shock me. Well, and that's the thing is that to make the playoffs, the Giants are plus 150. So they're thinking that the Giants aren't the playoff team this year. We also yeah. need Daniel Jones to take that next step because he yeah. just got paid as if he's a elite quarterback. And, like, yeah, he was better last year, but 
he was still like, and I know we didn't have weapons, but he still only threw four, like 15 touchdowns. Like we need him to be in the twenties, mid twenties. Like he has to take that because Saquon, we don't even know if Saquon's going to be on this team this year. He, he might get traded or hold out, whatever he, we don't know that situation. So he's going to have to fling it a lot this year. So that's, that's also why I think that this numbers where it's at though, is that if Saquon plays, then I think that we're going to see some line movement, not anything like insane. Yeah, I think that's another factor too. Yeah, you're right. It'll get closer to plus 120, plus 125 for playoffs type deal. If you, so you think actually... that's a factor of this number because there is no tech, tech, Saquon is not at camp. So you think that's why the number is what it is? Do you think so? What would the number be if we, if he, if we knew he was in camp, would it be plus five? Maybe. Well, division-wise, they're probably still like plus seven hundred. Talking about a running back, like yeah, but but I mean, we are talking about a running back that was a significant role yeah, in their offense. He's our best player Be- because there's no, there wasn't other weapons. Like I think, yeah, that, yeah, I know, but like at the same time, it's like you're asking them to like. I don't think a running back, and like, listen, this is true of Derrick Henry too. I think like. I really don't think running backs are going to move markets like that. Like, I think maybe it's worth like half a point, one point to like an all like to a full game line and maybe like a little bit to a futures market. I really think they're just showing you more transparency here that they think like, Hey, like last year, they won a bunch of close games. We're not really bought in on the Danny dime stuff. Like I'm not either. Yeah. I I think that all that Saquon does as far as the division goes is it would make Washington probably go up even higher which i'm shocked that they're even at 1200 like i thought that they'd be 1500 or more giants move down a little bit cowboys move up to like plus 210 or something like to me you would see that kind of line movement with saquon in camp but right now like not knowing if he's gonna go like they're just erring on the side of caution with it i don't think any of us think the giants are a real threat to win the division just like i i don't even think dallas is a threat to win the division, I Eagles, but I think Eagles are going to coast. Yeah, if healthy, obviously. E- even with that first place schedule, because it, it it looks daunting, I still think that 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 team, top to bottom, they, they're a class in their own, and and that they're division. the complete team right yeah. now. Too many questions um, for the other teams where the Eagles are up and down. That that balance on that roster is just it's potent. Okay, so let's chat NFC South. What a weird division. You have to? Yeah, I mean, this – because to me, I, I don't know who the team is. It's Saints plus 120. It's Falcons plus 215. It's Panthers plus 400. And it's Bucks plus 800. I mean, is there, is I think there like a clear cut for you? I think it's Atlanta for me. I think it's Atlanta. Yeah. That was kind of where I was leaning. Uh, speaking of name? speaking of Atlanta, I, we completely forgot on the Jags thing that Calvin Ridley's on the Jags now. Yeah, and he's like, actually maybe, playing this year. Maybe maybe he can put DraftKings away for long enough to play. Like they got a nice outside the facility and not on your own team. Also, yeah. be, I guess we're already moved back to the AFC South. How wild is it that the Colts player bet on his own team? That's insane. He yeah. got cut, right? So, yeah. so McAfee was talking about this. How did he not come out right away and say that he at the very least bet the over on his teammate? Because he bet the rushing yards. That that was that the report. Happened? Yeah, and happened. you know that means Jonathan Taylor too. <laughs> so at the very least, if you come out and say, no, 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 I bet on my boy to go over that week, like at least you can somewhat save face, but you'll never be on an NFL roster again if you bet the under but on Jonathan Taylor. Why? And like, 
I don't get how these guys getting caught like that. Why don't you have your mom or, or not even your mom, your 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 grandma, your second, or, aunt. your second aunt or your friend or some someone that and have them open account. And if you got name, like, hey man, I think I think Taylor's feeling that he's having a good week of practice. I think he's gonna go over eighty five yards this week. Put the over. It says Calvin Ridley one, two, three. <laughs> and like, like, why are you making it so obvious? Like they could check the IP and all that. Like, I don't know. These guys are idiots. <laughs> okay, so NFC South. Falcons, yeah, I was kind of leaning plus two fifteen as well. I think that the Saints, we don't know what's happening with Kamara yet. I'm assuming that he's missing some sort of time this year. Derek Carr, right? They have Derek Carr. So we're 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 talking about a division with Derek Carr, Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young, and we're gonna call it Baker. Yeah. Okay. Kyle Trask season. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Nah, if dude. I, I don't even think any of these QBs you're rostering. Trask Quentin was like working out this summer with the Bucks receivers, and like balls were hitting the ground. Like they were legit, like <laughs> balls were getting dropped. Imagine like, going from Tom Brady. You go from Tom Brady, you want a Super Bowl, you know, and then you go to Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. Like that. If I'm Mike Evans and company, I'm just like, wow. I'm out. Wow. The fall from grace we went from Super Bowl. To, to can can, can, to, can we change the narrative around Mike Evans if he goes for over a thousand yards this year with one of those two guys? Moma have to say he's <laughs> elite if he gets a thousand yards. Of I think I think Mike Evans gets into the Hall of Fame if he goes for over a thousand yards this year. If he gets twelve hundred yards this year with Baker Mayfield, then Mo, you got to you got to apologize to him. You got to. He, he might be an MVP him. candidate if he gets twelve hundred yards. Like, oh man, it's gonna be rough for them boys. It's gonna be a rough season for them. Yeah, like, I, I think it's the Tampa. I think you've got Ritter and then Bijan. They're a fun team, the Falcons. They're gonna have fun yeah, they've got, they're a fun – they were fun last year. I mean, Is Kyle Pitts going to figure it out this year? Yeah, I think they're figuring it out. Well, I mean, it's not even they're that he's more than one out how to catch passes. It's just you can't find – like, they don't throw it to him in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, so – Caleb would be a perfect Atlanta Falcon. I, I think people will sucker bet the Panthers in case Bryce Young has a phenomenal yeah. rookie year. But, yeah. I, but I, I don't hate it. Hmm? I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. Yeah. yeah. I like it. But they lost PJ Moore. So who's he throwing to? Who did they add? Yeah. I forgot. I forgot that he's. All oh, right. They traded more. Where did Moore go again? The well, to, to the team that uh, we're going to talk about next in yeah, the North. Oh, he went to the Bears, right? So the Lions are plus one thirty. Yeah, right. Yeah, you forgot. Right. Vikings are plus two fifty. Bears are plus four twenty, and the Packers are plus four eighty. Who's winning this division? That's another. From a one. betting standpoint, the Bears. From a likelihood yeah. standpoint, the Lions. Um, I I can't get it, myself to bet the Lions at that number. No, I can't. It's fun to bet the Lions as the scrappy dog. Like in the division, it's I'm not ready to go there with with them as the favorite. Like, but I think with the Bears, you know, DJ Moore, I'm sure, will really, really help the wide receiver blocking on all the QB runs. So, um, because field is QB power and QB power, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I do think if and also like if Fields does take a step with more weapons around him and the offensive line's a little bit better, then that team will maybe, maybe he'll throw a lot. The only thing you have to worry about is he loves the game-breaking interception in the fourth quarter. Yeah. 
I mean, I I don't want to hear it about Justin Fields if he doesn't have a good year this year because DJ Moore, Claypool, Mooney, like that's not not even like a bottom ten receiving core. Like like Cole Komet at tight end is pretty solid too. Like we're talking about that being mid to upper tier as far as like a, a three wide receiver set goes. Like that's that's. And there's no Aaron Rodgers. The division is up for grabs. So, like. I mean, the Lions defense is still horrendous. The Vikings lost a lot of guys. There's no reason that the Bears can't. The only team, the only teams, there's only two teams you can bet, and it's Detroit and Chicago. You don't bet Minnesota, and you don't bet Green Bay. Like, Minnesota, I think Minnesota, the market's incredibly transparent. Like, I think you're betting their underwind total. I think they're going, like, eight and nine, and – they're going to be really, really mid. Is their defense still awful? It's trash. Yeah. It's yeah. Trash. And then, like, and then you take Thielen off, you take Dalvin off, you factor in the fact that they won a ton of close games last year. Like, there's a rookie head coach who really didn't have to face any adversity until the playoffs. Like, so, I mean, this year, I think when stuff, you know, bullets will start flying a little bit. They're less talented. The schedule is going to be more difficult. There's so many reasons I think the Vikings go under that eight and a half this year. Yeah, and I don't think that they're going to do anything crazy like only win six games, but eight eight and nine feels like the spot for them this year as well. Okay, so let's cap things off. Let's talk about NBA Summer League because, well, I don't even think Chris and I can name who's on our Summer League teams. you got Trevor Keels. I've got Fitzcafino. And then you've got Wemby, but he might play five minutes in five games. So... Yeah, but so I've at what, least got other dudes to watch. So what we're going to do is we're going to draft teams to potentially win Summer League. And at the end, I mean, hopefully we're going to get three picks each. So if we can't pick out of nine teams who's going to win NBA Summer League, then we might just have to shut down this podcast and say maybe we don't know basketball. But Walker, you got the first pick in the NBA draft this year. So I'm going to give you first overall pick as far as teams go. Chris, you're used to being bottom, being a Knicks fan, so you can have the third, and I'll take the middle with the Lakers. So, Walker, start us out. Who's the number one pick of teams to win NBA Summer League? Portland. I'm taking Portland. Okay. So you like Scoot, Keon Johnson, Chris Murray. And Shaden. Shaden. Oh, right. Shaden Sharp's playing. Okay. Yeah, I'm rocking with that group. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to take with my first pick. I'm going to take the Indiana Pacers. All right. Matherin, Jairus Walker, Nemhard, Isaiah Jackson, Oscar Shibway. I feel good about that Indiana team. Now, Chris, this is the nice part about having the tail end. You get back to back. So who are your... Give me the the Thunder because they got both Jalen's, Jalen Williams, Chet, and Trey Mann, and the Hornets because they got all the, a lot of book nights going to be there. Um, Nick Smith Jr., um, Kai Jones, who they took a few years back from Texas. Brandon so Brandon Miller is going to play. So I like those two teams a lot for Summer League. Okay. I'm going to take – I'm going to take Detroit with my pick. Duran, Ivy, Sasser, Thompson, and Livers, I think, is a pretty pretty solid group. Walker, you get back-to-backs here, your last two picks. 
Nice. Well, I mean, I'm going to take San Antonio first. I mean, I get Wemby. I get City Soko. I mean, I'm going to get Malachi Branham. I'm getting Blake Wesley. Uh, I'm getting Champagny. I'm getting Josh Carlton's coming over off, off a monster season from France. Like, I'm getting a lot of dudes. I'm getting Don Barlow, who played real NBA minutes last year. Um, so I'm getting I'm getting what I would have power rated in my head as the second best summer league team. So Ooh. I feel like I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about where I'm at. Okay. Um, and then now this is where it gets difficult because I'm now I have to think for a second. Um, I'm gonna take. I know who I want to take. I just want to make sure that I have the right guys on the roster. So I know this is bad pod, but like, <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, once you get past those first number of teams, then you're banking on okay, is it just a lot of like fringe guys that are gonna show up? And like, I think I'm, I think I'm taking, um, I think I'm gonna take Utah. Ooh. I'm gonna take you okay, rocking for summer league. I got yeah, so like I'll get Johnny Juzang, um, Keontae George, Taylor Hendricks, uh, Bryce Sensiball, really? if he's healthy, which I don't know. He had left knee surgery, so it feels like that's not gonna happen. But um, I at least get that handful of guys that are really, really talented. So I feel like, you know, actually I'm changing my pick because I saw their roster earlier. I'm taking Atlanta. That's who I'm taking. I'm taking Atlanta because um, they've got they've got Kobe Bufkin. Uh, AJ Griffin's going to play. I like Seth Lundy a good bit. They've got a dude who can really go get buckets. Because uh, shout out to Jarkel Joiner. Um, he's on yeah, that squad. Bitch Kretschke's playing. He was took. They took him like three years ago. He's solid too. Yeah, he's playing. Uh, and then they've 20. got like some legit bigs, like you know, like you know Brady Mannix in there. Plavsic from Tennessee is going to probably break someone's shoulder. He's on the monster. Jason Etienne is going to get buckets. Um, it's a pretty solid squad. They got Muhammad Gaye out of Washington State, who was once at one point was a super real prospect. So I think that's a solid squad to roll with. I'm going to roll with Atlanta. Okay, my last pick. Uh the team that just paid the most hated Canadian in my books, Dylan Brooks. So the Houston Rockets. I'll take Jabari Smith Jr.'s playing. They got Eamon Thompson, Cam Whitmore, and Tari Eason is playing as well. So Yeah, that's probably a good pick. I like that Houston team. Okay, Chris, final pick. Now it's getting down to it. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, I don't know what you I'm know, gonna do. I'll, if I'll go don't with even them. get like a finalist here. Like this would be really. Are bad. you gonna take the Knicks? Hell no. They're probably <laughs> if I had to do a power rankings on summer league teams, the Knicks are last. I'm not even lying. Come on, Trevor Keels is gonna win summer league MVP. I mean, he might be on like an old summer league team, but they're not good. Their summer league team sucks. I'm going with yeah, Dallas. Put a twenty on a bad team, Dallas. I'm gonna go Dallas because um. I think Jaden Hardy, Jaden Hardy's playing, and I think he's just absolutely going to eat. Um, yep. They got Mike Miles, um, Jelly Walker, I think's on their team from UAB. Yep. They got I got, got um, Lively's going to be there, so hopefully we get to see maybe some pick and rolls with him, and maybe he'll see some shooting. Uh, Omax is going to be playing, so uh, I like the team simply because maybe because Hardy I think is going to be he might win MVP. So 
I'm gonna go with no, I'm gonna go no, down no. my last pick. He'll he'll bail he'll bail once he sees Blake Wesley. <laughs> Blake Wesley with like ten additions. Blake Wesley with ten additions sounds I'm bad. Is is Shane playing? Yeah, playing. He's playing too. All right. So actually let's cap it off. Last call pick segment sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. We're gonna give a, a betting pick for today. This episode, while we're recording right now at 2.30 my time. So let's try and pick a later game if we can for MLB to accommodate. So I'll give you guys a second. I think I'm I'm just going to play Braves Moneyline today. Um, actually, no. They're, they're the ladies are back. Today. Wow, you guys tied the game. Yeah, it's 10 to 10. <laughs> we're back. You're back? There's yeah, the line. Rangers are back. Oh, God. Okay. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll go. I'll go CFL route today. Give me a. Give me Lions minus three versus the Argonauts tonight. Lions have only given up one touchdown through three games. Defense has been phenomenal. Vernon Adams playing some of the best ball of his career. So I'll take the Lions minus three on the road in Toronto today. Chris, who you got? Um, I don't know. I'll give you a filling Twins uh, run line. Twins run line today, hey? Yeah. They got Ryan going against Cox, so minus one and a half at minus 110. Not bad value there. Okay, Walker, what have you got? Can I give uh, Can I give a bet for today and then give a futures bet just so I can yep. time stamp it and market it? All right, cool. So I'll give – so baseball today, um, I've got the Orioles. I think it's a really top, top look. They had Herman off, uh, coming off the perfect game. Um, you know, really bad pitchers and really bad people sometimes accomplish really cool things. He's one of those. That was so such a big story. Uh, like people were like so weirded out. Like, wait a minute, this is such a cool feat to have a perfect game. But it's like, out of all people who had to do it on the Yankees, it was Domingo Herman, the guy who has a domestic violence charge. Uh, yeah. People were like, eh, that's cool, but like, I'm yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, but I, I do think this is a top spot to buy the Orioles. I think you're getting some real market strength for the Orioles here too. Like they come in here laying juice in Yankee Stadium with Taylor Wells on the mound. We're like, it's pitching good too. Yeah, it's on my fantasy team. That's why <laughs> they, we had this exact tennis. So I think that like Vegas is obviously showing you something here. They've moved the line significantly towards the Orioles. Uh, I think you'll get a pretty square public dog with the Yankees at home today. I like the Orioles. Uh, I think they come in and offensively should play well. Taylor Wells should pitch well. Um, ironically, when Taylor Wells has pitched against the Yankees, what's gotten him into trouble is Aaron Judge, who's not going to be there tonight. So, um, yeah, he should pitch pretty well. I wonder how Arson's doing. Arson Judge doing. Yeah, he's probably, yeah, probably doing pretty well. Heard um, doing. Can yeah, you your future? That was Arson Judge. <laughs> All right, so I'm checking. I'm making sure that I've got the price right real quick. I know what I locked it in at, but I want to make sure it's still there. But we're, I'm going to go ahead and give out a college basketball future and tell the entire world who's winning the national championship. We just ended. Walker's been texting me for weeks like, man, you got you got to go get this team 50 to 1. The line's moving. And I'm like, All right, cool. Same price. Cool. I, so I'm, I took Villanova 30 to 1. I think they've arguably got the best starting five. Wait, 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 wait. To win it all? Or yes. to win the Big East? No, to win the whole thing. Um, I think they've got arguably the best starting five in the country. There's going to be a lot of college games on that roster. 
They did well in the portal. Like I think it's a team that at 30 to one probably should be more like 15 to one. I think the reason you're getting the price is because of Kyle Neptune, which I, and that's a really fair question. Like I, we're not really sure, but yeah. it's all on him at this point. Like, you know, the Cam Whitmore, I also bet this before the Cam Whitmore stuff came out around the draft where like he didn't go to bat for Cam Whitmore. <laughs> Apparently that was part of the slide. Um, and so I get all that stuff, but you know, I think Villanova is a good one. Villanova, hey. Villanova. I bet was I bet St. John's eighty. To one. Yeah, and then I bet St. John's. I bet St. John's eighty to one. I think Patino gets them in the tournament, decently high seed, um, with a chance to really, really make some noise. They've got bucket getters. Um, I th- they've got Soriano bucket getters. They've got some rim protection. They've got. And they got a, yeah, yep, Soriano and they've got. And they've got and they've got the coach that knows how to win the big game. So like I, I took shots with all those uh, with both those teams. Um, they're going to get guys to flip too. They're going to get guys to flip next year too. They're going to get. Guys I know. To and if you uh, and if you and if you wanted to bet one of them to win the Big East, I'd bet St. John's just from a value standpoint. Villanova's probably going to be the second the second favorite. Or the if Justin Moore is healthy, if he's healthy and he's playing like he did two years ago. Then I can see, because I, I could see them doing some work. But I think he, I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be. I would, because that was one of the big questions I had too. Um, that won't be the last of the college basketball stuff I lock in. I always carry three, four, or five into. Um, they into are, they are upperclassmen heavy, and like it kind of, kind of felt like they were trying to bank on Cam Whitmore last year because he was like their highest. They remind me, dude, They remind me so much of from a pricing standpoint. Like I feel like I'm making the exact same bet in a way, as I did with Texas last year. Except last year, Beard got fired when they had adversity. This year, the, un- the coaching uncertainty is already there. So, like, yeah. I do think that you're getting the same – like, a similar quality. Like, a team that ends up being, like, a two-seed and really, really talented. Um, and you know you've got the horses to run run the race and win it all. Uh, it's just going to come down to whether or not the coach can get them there. So, I think that – I do think that that's one of the – it's one of those things that um, – I do think it's one of those things you can feel good about, though. I, I did bet both of those. So, Okay. Well, guys, I appreciate you coming on. It was episode 200 now in the books. We're going to be taking a break now for the summertime. We'll be in Vegas all next week, checking out some NBA Summer League, going to get some UFC while we're down there as well. So really looking forward to that. But, Chris, I'll start with you. Where can the folks find your work? Follow me off the ball pods where I'm most active talking all things basketball and all that. Make sure to follow uh, OTB underscore network or uh, off the ball network, Twitter, off the ball network.com, all that good stuff. Um, I don't have, I think I have a couple shows planned next week, but just follow me on my Twitter for any updates and all that. Walker, what about you? Yeah. I mean, you can follow, I usually have my Twitter handle in there, but I changed it up today. So, um, it's at Walker Bailey eight one eight on Twitter. Um, I'm usually just watching the Rangers. Um, God, Chapman's only throwing ninety six today. Um, that's not good. Um, anyway, that you can follow me there, and then follow me or follow everybody at OffTheBallNetwork.com. Just check out all the good stuff that's going on over there. Mo and I are going to start field stormers again here pretty quickly because uh, the off season is really, really quickly coming to a close. Um, so we're going to kind of get into season preview stuff and kind of get ready for football so sounds good well we appreciate everyone who listened to the episode today at hedgepot on all social platforms where you can find our stuff and uh we'll see you guys after our long break probably into august is when the next episode is going to be for the competitive hedge podcast